Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What's that? Did you download this on iTunes? That's right, Nagler's Never Right. Finally available on Apple's iTunes music service. My goodness gracious. It only took, what, an entire football season and a good chunk of the offseason. But it finally happened. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to be here. Happy to be uh, talking some Packers and the fact that you guys continue to listen, continue to download, and have basically berated me until I figured out how to get it on iTunes uh, speaks to not only your uh, persistence, but uh, your interest. And uh, as I've said often, I can't thank you guys enough for being interested at all. Uh, we're 15 days as I record this on a Wednesday, late Wednesday afternoon, 15 days away from the 2017 NFL Draft. Um, not a ton of Packers news to cover, uh, therefore I do not have a guest this week, but I thought I'd touch on a few things that have been kind of percolating around PackersNews.com. Uh, first of which would be Pete Doherty's column uh, went up Wednesday morning, or actually overnight on Tuesday, about Ted Thompson and the possibility that he trades down. Now, I know a lot of people know what I'm about to say in regards to why that is probably a good possibility. I echo Pete's sentiment. <laughs> uh, when it comes to um, you know the uh, the draft lining up uh, need wise in regards to what the Packers need, uh, whether it's an edge rusher, whether it's uh, a cornerback, uh, which I think most people would say those are their two main needs, and you know as far as trading down, trading back, I get both schools of thought when it comes to the fifth year option and re retaining control uh, for, of that fifth year over a player is a pretty valuable asset for a team to keep a hold of. But I also think that the possibility of grabbing an extra player or two who could really inject some life and some energy and some talent on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers is much more valuable than one extra year of control over whoever they would pick at 29. Uh, now that said, Obviously, it takes two to tango, and we won't know anything until the day, the night of the draft, the night, that Thursday night, uh, when the Packers are on the clock. We'll see if they field calls, and we'll see if Ted Thompson pulls the trigger, because as he said on a number of occasions during his press briefings uh, while the draft is going on, uh, you know, he gets those calls. He gets them almost every year because the Packers are in, are traditionally almost always in the sweet spot there at the end of the first round, mid-20s, low-20s. Uh, a team that may have a need or a desire to get a quarterback uh, will usually be making calls to try and jump into that area. And, uh, you know, the Packers are, are, are a good candidate there because obviously they don't need a quarterback. They're certainly not going to select one in the first round. Um, and it all becomes what people will be willing to offer. Um, you know, I tend to think if someone is, is offering, you know, near what the Vikings got, or I'm sorry, what the Vikings offered to get up and get Teddy Bridgewater a few years ago. Uh, that seems to make a lot of sense. Uh, but, again, it comes down to what Ted Thompson is willing to uh, pull the trigger on. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that um, that the Packers need an injection of, of speed and talent and playmaking ability on the defensive side of the ball. And I tend to think your best bet... Uh, 
rather than counting on one selection, is to take a few swings at the plate, so to speak. And that would require getting uh, multiple picks, multiple premium picks, multiple picks in the first 100 selections. Uh, right now they've got pick 29 and pick 61. Um, obviously, I think their odds would increase greatly if they had one or two more selections. Uh, now, all of that said, they may love somebody who falls to them at 29, and this all becomes a moot point. That is entirely possible. Um, the other thing uh, I wanted to touch on real briefly is the Dorlant release after his failed physical, which is funny because he doesn't necessarily have to actually have a physical to fail it. Um, he just has the Packers just use a, a failed physical designation, meaning he is coming off an injury, which he was. Uh, he tore his ACL there in the last regular season game after coming off injury reserve with a hamstring injury throughout the season. Uh, you know, it does kind of, I guess, it intensifies the need for cornerback. I mean, I know he, he was not exactly, you know, climbing up the depth chart, uh, not a threat to anyway. Obviously, has a long, most likely a ro- long road back from uh, that knee injury. Uh, but he was another young, athletic prospect who they undoubtedly were hoping they could bring along. He did flash uh, last summer in camp prior to injuring his hamstring and prior to going on injured reserve. Um, but that's another guy they can't count on. Now, they're going to have to find one or two more, I, I guess, speed merchants, so to speak, uh, quick twitch guys. I thought he had a good good twitch to him. Uh, they're going to need to find somebody in the draft, most likely, because there's, you know, the pickings are slim, so to speak, out there in free agency. And you have to think that Devon House move is most likely the one kind of, kind of shoring up the uh, defensive backfield move that they're going to make in free agency. Um, you know, there's a reason guys are still on, uh, on the street at this point. Most moves at this point in free agency will most likely be made after the draft once the Packers see what they have uh, coming out of that weekend. Now, that said, there's always a possibility that, that moves get made, say, the week of the draft even. Um, that, you know, heck, the Charles Woodson move happened, I believe, the day before the draft uh, back in the day. Now, I'm not saying that there's a Charles Woodson out there waiting to be signed, uh, but, you know, moves can always be made. But I tend to think the Packers will look at any kind of free agent options at this point. Uh, they'll wait until after the draft. Um, speaking of free agents, want to touch on Adrian Peterson real quickly. Uh, I know most people are probably sick of this topic. I am incredibly sick of this topic, but I do find it interesting that he has now visited the Seahawks, the Patriots, and the Saints. And I know the Saints reportedly uh, gave him a physical, did not put him through a workout. The Patriots did put him through a workout. None of those teams have signed him. None of those teams have offered him a contract. Um, the reports on the Saints meeting is that it went well uh, and that they are, you know, going to continue to be in touch, et cetera, et cetera. And I have people kind of just, you know, contacting me every day by every electronic medium, whether it is by voicemail, whether it is by email, whether it is by Twitter mentions, um, that, you know, Adrian Peterson would make a world of sense. And I'm sorry, I have kind of laid this out repeatedly uh, on PackersNews.com, and I will do so again here. I just think it's a terrible fit for what the Packers do on offense. You'd have to completely retool your offense for Adrian Peterson, uh, which I think even four years ago, three years ago, probably would have been a great idea. In 2017, coming off a a major injury, uh, I just don't see it. Uh, I see a guy who, you know, he needs needs to run, as we all has been kind of documented ad nauseum. Um, 
He needs to run from behind the quarterback. He needs to run in a traditional set. He doesn't produce well out of the shotgun. doesn't run well out of the shotgun. Uh, he's a liability in pass protection, uh, which in Mike McCarthy's offense is an absolute, becomes a number one thing you need from a running back. Um, there's just a whole host of things that I just don't see how he's a good fit for Green Bay, especially when they are on the cusp, you have to think, with the two new tight ends they've added, with the plethora of talent they have at wide receiver, and then whatever they add in the draft at running back uh, to couple with Ty Montgomery, they are they, they're knocking on the door of being a, a, a very prolific offense. I mean, and they were already a top 10 in scoring in 2016, even with all the problems they had at the beginning of the year. You know, they, that they were still that eight-game stretch. They really found kind of their identity and how they can operate with Ty Montgomery at running back and Jared Cook then at tight end. Now you throw in Bennett and Kendricks and Ty Montgomery having a full offseason to work as a running back, um, you know, they're going to be cooking with gas on offense. And I don't see how uh, adding Adrian Peterson augments that. It changes it. And now maybe he brings something positive to the table. Maybe he's got a year or two left in him. Uh, there's no denying that. that. That's a possibility. But you're really having to retool then what you're going to be doing on offense, um, especially on early downs. Uh, whereas right now they are set up to be uh, dominant on the offensive side of the ball, um, like 2011-style dominant. Uh, you know, that that's, that's just me. That's just my thinking. And I know there are others who disagree. There are others who will give you a litany of reasons why they think he should be signed. Um, again, I'm just going to say it here for the record. I don't see it. And I don't see the Packers doing it either. Um, I know there's been a lot of smoke around it, um, about the idea of Peterson coming to the Packers. I tend to think Ted Thompson is uh, going to pass no matter what. But, uh, you know, as long as he's out there, I'm sure I'll keep getting questions about it. Um, another thing I wanted to talk talk about real quickly was uh, this idea that, um, you know, the, the Packers in the draft might potentially look in the first round uh, to fill that, that position at right guard. Uh, I did a video with Justice Mosqueda, which you will see up at PackersNews.com, most likely on Thursday morning, um, looking at prospects later on in the draft. I mean, if you look at Ted Thompson's draft history, you know, it's it's littered with, and the offensive line currently is littered with guys who were selected on the third day um, who played all across their line, whether it's uh, Corey Lindsley, whether it's, you know, was TJ Lang, uh, whether it's Lane Taylor, um, or even David Bakhtiari at left tackle. You know, Brian Bulaga obviously is the lone exception, a guy who fell to them, uh, unex- I would say unexpectedly. I think most people thought he was going to be going, gone much earlier in that draft. Uh, and that is still a distinct possibility. I will, I will kind of lay that out there where if there is a guy who they have highly rated, say like a Forrest Lamp or um, the, the kid from Wisconsin, the tackle, you know, if they have a guy highly rated, who happens to fall, and let, they have a ridiculous grade on him, that is one spot where I could see them making an exception, so to speak, and actually taking um, a guy who they know is most likely going to play guard uh, at with the 29th overall pick. Because at that point, you're basically, you're almost selecting in the second round. You're almost there. Uh, most years, on average, you have, you know, 15, 20 guys with a first-round grade. Traditionally, uh, it changes every year. I, I suspect it's a little higher this year because this is a really deep draft. Um, but you're sitting there at 29. You know, there's not much difference between 29 and 
33. There's not a huge plateau there. You know, not a huge cliff to fall off of. Um, so if a guy does fall, and that's, you know, offensive line, tight end, wide receiver, even running back, although that one was probably surprised me the most given how steadfast Ted has been about not investing in that position. Um, anything on the offensive side of the ball, if a guy fell, I would not be surprised to see uh, Thompson and the Packers pull the trigger there. Now, again, I don't think that happens, but this is why we watch. This is why we uh, all tune in that Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon, because every year there are tons and tons and tons of surprises uh, when it comes to the draft, especially in the first round. And that's what makes it great television, and that's why they moved it to a Thursday night. So we can all blame ourselves for being so enamored with it because the great ratings have are what have driven the NFL and all its infinite wisdom to move the draft to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday format, which I'm sure most of you, like me, uh, I can't stand it. Uh, I really miss the weekends. I really miss, you know, holing up with a bunch of guys and, you know, watching, getting all together and watching it and, and spending all weekend kind of bunkered down and following it along. And Yeah, that's just my own complaint that no one really cares about. But, uh... Yeah, so that's the uh, that's kind of the skinny on that. I'm sorry I don't have a guest for you guys this week. Um, I had somebody cancel at the last minute. Hopefully I'll get them back on next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, make sure you're checking out everything at PackersNews.com. Make sure you're checking out everything uh, that we're doing in regards to the draft. Uh, lots of good stuff coming up, uh, leading up. And make sure if you're in the Green Bay area, we'll be having a uh, an event that Tuesday night, uh, two nights before the draft, at uh, the new Hinterland Brewery. It'll be myself, uh, our editor, Stu Courtney, uh, Ryan Wood, and Pete Doherty. Um, we'll be talking Packers and taking your questions. Um, I think you can find the information at greenbaypressgazette.com. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll talk some Packers, and I hope to see you there and say hello. In the meantime, like I said, make sure you check out packersnews.com. Uh, make sure you check out all the latest from all our, all our guys doing tons of great work. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot.